thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome to Jesus the Healer today. We are so thrilled to have you with us. Thank you for coming on in. Bring your Bible with you, but as important, bring your faith with you. Bring your expectation. And we're students here together learning the Word. And I've got a studio audience. We're hungry, you're hungry, and we're going to eat good in the Word today. Amen. Um, Today, I want to start a new series, and we're going to talk about Um, how to cooperate with God in such a way that we always receive. God doesn't intend that when we pray or when we release our faith that we only have hit and miss results. Amen. We should receive every single time. And if I could say this, don't be okay when you release your faith or when you pray and you don't get the result you're after. If we don't receive, it's not because the word doesn't work. It's not because faith doesn't work. It's because we have a further opportunity to learn what God's word says because when, when the word gets our faith, our cooperation, when we join our part with God's part, we always receive. All, always, always receive. I always receive my healing. Amen. I always receive my need yes. met. I always receive my prayers answered. That's what you need to say. That's what you need to expect. That's what you need to believe. And when we don't settle for less than always, God will lead us into the truth so that we always receive. Amen. So let's not be okay with the hit and miss results. Amen. Always. God never intends that his people pray and not receive. He never intends that. He never intends that we release our faith for a financial need and we not receive it. He never intends that that to happen. He never intends that we, uh, we look to him for healing and we, we don't, uh, if I could say this, have the knowledge we need. Always receiving. Always receiving. That's us. That's you. Amen. Let's not settle for anything less. Um, you know, it, we can't treat the word like we treated school. <laughs> I don't know about you. I was okay. I was all. I was okay if I got a B, if I got a C, at least I, at least I was still in school. 
right? Just as long as I stayed there. Now, there are some people that always had to receive 100. Now, that was not my mentality. That might have been others' mentality. Anybody in here was, I, yeah, that way, that way. Anybody else over on this side? No. No, see, we were okay with not always receiving 100 on a score, right? Right? You just wanted to get to the next grade, right? You just wanted to not get in trouble when you got home, right? Uh, so we were okay with a good measure of success. <laughs> but God doesn't just want us to have a good measure of success. He wants us to have total success. Amen. So that means we're now resetting our thinking and our expectation that we're not the student of yesteryear that was okay with partial results. We want total uh, total results with everything that we set our faith on and everything that God's Word offers us. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we're upping our expectation in our own life, right? Yes. Always receiving. Always. Always receiving. So let's talk about what has to happen for us to always receive. Well, first of all, we have to gain knowledge of the Word. We have to know the will of God because you can't have faith for something you don't know is available to you. You can't, we can't have faith for something that we don't know that God has already made ours, right? Dad Hagen used to say it to us because Dad Hagen was our spiritual father for decades and he used to say uh, to have faith, the will of God must be known. You can't have faith where the will of God isn't known. Yeah. But when you, when you know the will of God, you can have faith for that. So we have to, what's it mean by the will of God? Something he wants for us. How many of you know tragedy, heartbreak, accidents, failure has nothing to do with the will of God. God never willed that. He never planned it for anyone. And none of that, no, no tragedy, no heartbreak, no difficulty comes from God. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. God never has any, anything in His goodness cannot produce anything negative. His goodness can only produce what is good and what is right. If it's not good, it didn't come from God. That's, right. That's just easy, simple doctrine right there. In John 10, 10, Jesus said this, that he said the enemy comes to steal, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I've come that you might have life. Anything that steals, kills, and destroys. And I so appreciate something that Brother Copeland says about it because notice the order steal, kill, destroy. And uh, he, Brother Copeland makes this statement. The first thing and the primary thing the devil's stealing is the word out of our heart. Oh, yeah. Because if he can steal the word out of our heart, he can kill and he can destroy. Wow. But if he can't steal the word out of our heart, he can't progress into killing and, 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 and destroying. So Jesus made it clear in John 10, 10, anything that steals, kills, and destroys, God had nothing to do with. But anything that has life connected to it, yes. that's God. Anything that has something good. You know, life produces. It produces something. And so when we are in the will of God, on the word of God, um, we're going to produce the right things. And the right thing will be produced in our life. When we say the word of God, we can also think the phrase, the will of God. 
His word and his will are one. They're the same thing. If you say this is the word of God, then it's the will of God. Amen. So we want, we have to, to always receive. We must know God's will. Where do we learn God's will? How do we learn God's will? One place, the word, the word of God. We always go to the word to find out how God thinks. We don't go to how just what we've heard through the years, what we've been taught. We always have to line up everything with the word. I don't care if it's our favorite preacher that preached it. If it's not in the word, it's not the will of God. So we always let the word be the final authority because that's the only way we'll know his will. We can't know God by feelings. We can't go know God just by impressions. <laughs> my, my, one of my sons, they were watching a, um, Oh, on television, they would watch a show. I don't know, something about they're digging for gold. Anybody ever seen those that were digging for gold? And so um, he was over at my house watching this years ago. And they're, you know, they, they do certain tests to kind of test the soil to see if there's any gold in it. And one, <laughs> one I'll get it out and hang on. <laughs> because it's become a family joke. That's why I say it. there's one guy who said, because the, the, the soil test showed there's no gold here. But this one guy, he said, I feel like there's gold here. <laughs> and we go, I got, and he said, I got a feeling that there's gold here. Where they dug there, and the feeling was wrong. <laughs> there was no gold there. And that's why we, so many people live by, I got a feeling. You start digging there with that feeling, and you're going to come up sad and disappointed because feelings are not the source of life. They're not the source of answer for it. But sometimes my, my son and I say, I got a feeling. You know? <laughs> but anyway, we need to go on to bigger and better things. But, <laughs> but we can't know God by feeling. And so many times people base how they believe God operates based on how they feel about something or what somebody told them about God. But we don't have to guess and be wrong. We can go to the Word and find out firsthand. <laughs> Amen. You can read a biography on someone or you can read the autobiography on someone. The biography is what somebody, an author, wrote about someone else's life. But an autobiography is what the person wrote himself about his life. God, the word is an autobiography. It's not just a biography of what somebody observed or what somebody thought. These men of old wrote as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. So that way we have accurate results. We have accurate information. We, gain, we can gain accurate knowledge of the will of God. And so let's lay aside the biography definition of what we were told or taught maybe by somebody else if it's not in agreement with the word itself. Amen. Amen. So faith is not just knowing the will of God. It begins there. We, you can't have faith till you know the will of God. But once we know the will of God, we also have to discover the ways of God. The will of God is what is his what he's made ours. The ways of God is how we cooperate with what he's made ours. 
We have to, if he, uh, we know it's the will of God for every man to be saved, but we have to learn what's the way of being saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, growing up, we had the thought, I was raised in a denominational church, precious people, but we didn't always know the will of God and we didn't know the ways of God. Um, We had the idea that if I go to church, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Now it's the will of God that every man become a child of God. Yeah. That they make that choice. So we had the idea if I go to church, mm-hmm. that's how I become a Christian. But that's not the ways of God. Right. That's the ways of man's thinking, but that's not the ways of God. There are certain steps that have to be taken. Mm-hmm. Basically, in your heart, you have to you have to open it, open your heart up to receive him. And that can be done in, in it doesn't have to have particular words. Mm-hmm. For example, the, the word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, see, we thought that just showing up for church made us saved, but it doesn't. We thought that if we believed God existed, that made us a Christian. That's really what I grew up thinking. Then I found out, wait a minute, you have to call on the name of the Lord. There has to be an opening of your heart to receive him in. See, those are ways to receive what he has willed. He has willed that he, he, he abide and live in the heart of every man. But there's a way that he has an entrance and we have to open the door. That's right. the way. You understand? So the will of God has to be known, but the ways of how his will is carried out has to be known. If we will know the will and the ways, we get results every time. If we only know the will, but we don't know the ways, we won't receive. You understand that? Um... I love how Sister Gloria Copeland, you've heard her testimony probably. She didn't say where it says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't even have to be those exact words because Sister Gloria said, Jesus, take my life and do something with it. How precious. What is that? That is a heart that's open. That's all he needs, an open heart. And however the words express that open heart. There's no hard, legal, hard, fast rule, just so long as your heart is open. And you you say, I want him in my heart, however the wording. Another preacher heard heard, uh, Billy Graham give the salvation, the altar call in a crusade on television. This man was watching before he was saved. He was watching. He ended up becoming a preacher, but as an unsaved young man, he heard Billy Graham pray the salvation prayer and he didn't capture it all. So he just said, God, whatever Billy Graham said. (laughs) And he got born again. Why? He opened his heart. That's the important thing. I I love the, the testimony of one man. He came down to the altar to get saved. And they said, you know, those in the community said he was, a, he was the worst guy in town. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, this guy was going to do it. You know, everybody knew he had a reputation of being the roughest guy in town. So he heard the preacher preach, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So this man had come to the service, the, the worst guy in town, you yeah. know, And it came across, and when the preacher opened up the altar for people to come down and get born again, the man went down to the altar and said, Jesus, 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 and then got up and walked back. 
And the preacher thought, well, my goodness, he didn't get anything. He wasn't down there long enough to get something. You know, they thought because he's lived bad, he's lived hard, he's going to have to be down there a long time. <laughs> That's what they thought. So uh, the preacher goes back to him and says, you just went to the altar and said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then you got up and came and sat back down. He said, you probably need to come back down and ask Jesus come in your heart and be a savior. He said, well, preacher, I just did what you said. You said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the preacher said, come to find out, I didn't believe my own preaching. (laughs) But see, the man took it literally. Whosoever shall call, and that's an exact way to apply it. Whosoever shall call on the name. And that's what he did. He said, I called three times. Didn't you hear me? That's what the man told the preacher. I called three times. Is that not enough? Well, it is enough. One time's enough, you know? So it's the will of God that we be born again, but we need to know we have an action to take just because we can know, okay, it's the will of God I go to heaven. It's the will of God that Jesus become my Lord, but if you don't cooperate, you won't receive the will. If you don't put a way in place... If you don't call, if you don't open your heart, you won't be saved just because you know it's His will to be saved. You have to cooperate and take your your part, take your steps. It's the same thing with healing. You can know it's the will of God to be healed, but you have to know the ways of God He heals. It's the same thing with prosperity. You can know it's the will of God that you prosper, but if you don't learn the ways of prosperity... People can know, oh, God wants me to prosper. Yeah, but there are ways to receive of that prosperity. So if you, we have to know to get results every time, we have to not only know the will of God, we have to know the ways of God. Amen. So in His Word, it shows His will, but His Word also shows His ways. When you're feeding on the Word, it would benefit you to start paying attention. This is a will of God in this scripture, and this next scripture is the way of God. Learn to identify as you're reading through the Word. This scripture shows me His will, but this scripture shows me His way. That's called gaining skill. Go with me to Psalms chapter... Let's look at Psalm chapter 103 and verse 7. We're going to see something in connection with this. Uh, Psalm 103 verse 7. It says, he, talking about God, God made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Now look at this. So the Israelites knew the acts of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. Uh, let's, let's put it this way, an example. Um, I appreciate fine art. I, uh, I am so enthralled with artists that have taken this skill and honed it. And it's, to me, it's just a delight to see good art. Um, If an artist presented you with a painting that he had done, you would see his acts. That's his act, right? That's something he produced with his skill. And you could could, uh, 
value that piece of art. You could appreciate that piece of art. But if you're highly interested, you would go, I would love to see how you did that. And he could say, come to my studio and I'll show you my ways. Then you go and you see how he prepares the canvas or even how he chooses his canvas, how he mounts the canvas. Um, The... The materials he uses, is he using oil? Is he using pastels? Is he using watercolor? Is he using pen and ink? Is he using pencil? These are different uh, instruments he can use to produce his ways. Oh, that's good. And then you watch him take those strokes. You watch him maybe prepare the whole background and some might just do a light wash over the whole background. And it's amazing when you see, I don't know if you've ever watched online or in person, watched an artist's work, but you go, I'd have never thought that they started doing that to arrive at what they arrived at. But they'll, sometimes you can see them, they'll do a a black across the whole background and then they start working and bring it up to the light. Or sometimes they start with the light colors and take it to the dark, depending on the style or the subject. But it's amazing to watch them, how they arrive at the end result. They have all these ways they incorporate. So this is what this verse to me, when we read it in Psalm 103, verse 7, God made known his ways to Moses, but his acts unto the children of Israel. They saw the final result. The, the children of Israel saw the act played out, but Moses knew the mind of God, oh, the steps of God, yes. the ways that God moved to produce that act. Oh, now, which do you think would be really more important to a life of skill, just to see the act or to know the ways? Yes. The ways. God has provided his will and Also, we've seen record of his acts, Mm -hmm. right? But he also shows us his ways because he wants us to know him. He wants us to know the steps he took. Mm -hmm. He he wants us to know how he operates his faith because we have his faith. Mm -hmm. So if we learn the ways he operates his faith, since we have the same faith, if we'll operate those same ways, we'll get the exact results he gets. The will and the ways of God. Now let's go to Psalm chapter 95. Psalm chapter 95, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic translation on this passage. Psalm 95 verse 10. It reads, um, and this is talking about, again, the Hebrews that God delivered out of Egypt. And this is God speaking. He said, 40 years long was I grieved and disgusted with that generation. Why? Remember, for 40 years they wandered in the wilderness. Why? They refused to move with him. They refused to move into the land that he made theirs. So God said, 40 years long was I grieved and disgusted with that generation. And I said, so God declared this, it is a people that do err in their hearts. So if we don't move with God, it's a heart issue. Something in our heart is not in agreement with God. So God said, it is, it is a people that do err in their hearts and they do not approve 
Acknowledge and regard my ways. Oh, boy. Wow. So if we don't know his ways, our heart can get off. We start adopting our own ways and we go off course. He said, wherefore, I swore in my wrath that they would not enter my rest, which was at the land of promise that he gave them. It wasn't him keeping them out. It was them not interested enough to know his ways to go in. They were willing to go in if God was just going to do, just going to do it all for them. But that's not the ways of God. God needs man's agreement because he will never force himself upon anyone. Someone has to be hungry enough, interested enough in the ways of God to say, I want to learn them. Yeah. Um, If an artist took one of his fine paintings and handed it to two different people, one person just said, oh, thank you. That's very nice. And they walk out. But the other one marvels over it. They study it. They um, admire it deeply. They appreciate it. And then they say, can I come and see more of what you've done? Which one do you think that artist would be more inclined to invite into his studio? The one who just said thank you and and walks out or the one who says, I appreciate this. I am interested in this. To know God's ways, we have to be interested. It's not enough that we appreciate God. We have to, if I could say this, value what God has made ours enough to study and learn the way he thinks, the way he moves, what pleases him, what displeases him. How does he get results? I want to know that. Why? Because I'm I'm interested. And I, I love him enough to show him my honor. To be interested in the ways of God is a flow of honor. It's an honor issue. And those God, God says, those who honor me, I will honor. When we show God, I honor you enough that I want to learn you. I want to learn how, uh, how, you, how you move. I want to I want to become skillful. I want to learn that faith you put in me. I want to learn how healing power is received. I want to learn what grieves you so that I stay away from it. I don't want to play with anything. I don't want to get near. I don't want to get my toes up to the edge of what displeases you. I'm going to stay as far back from that line as I can because I honor you. Amen. 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 When we show God we honor him, he will honor us by unveiling his ways to us. The spirit of God will give us revelation that those who aren't really interested will never receive the revelation because they're not interested enough to honor it. But when you're interested enough to honor it, he'll reveal it to us to know his will and his ways. You don't want to miss upcoming episodes. We've just introduced this, but it's going to be good because the word is always good. Amen. Join us next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual camp meeting here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, June 12th through the 16th. Speakers include Nancy Dufresne, Jesse Duplantis, Jerry Savelle, and Bill Winston. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.